Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to the sweet spot where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Hi, everybody. It's Bob Vetter here. Before we get started, and just in case you have to get off this podcast early, if you'd like to get underway with your own healing and clear away any energetic blockages, you can get on a free call with me. Go to HealWithBob.com. Welcome, everyone, from our listening audience. Today I'm here with Nina Rao in our third interview together, and we have so much more to cover today. And Nina, we left off yesterday talking a little bit about the yoga of devotion, bhakti yoga, and what that means and how we have inspiration through the, the word, through the repetition of the names of God, through these sacred teachings that we, we feel through these very human emotions of ours. And we had a chance to listen to some beautiful chanting from you. Today, uh, I'd like to delve much more into what it is that you're doing today and then finally get on to how our listeners can experience the work that you do now. So welcome back. Namaste. Thank you very much. Namaste. And let's hear about what you're doing today in Brooklyn. Well, today... I'm sitting in front of my Zoom camera, <laughs> as we have been for the last six months uh, since the, the corona COVID quarantine. But before that time, um, basically, as I told you, since I met Krishnadas back in 1996, I was so drawn to the practice that I have found every which way possible to do as much of it as I can. And I was able to do that. You know, I, I started going to Jiva Mukti and, and chanting with Krishnadas, but we also became very good friends. And so as he started to become uh, popular or well-known in the yoga world, I kind of walked alongside him with that. You know, I helped him put his first website together, that got him his first email address, you know, back in those days when there was AOL, everybody had AOL. And uh, he had a, a page on my website, which was wildindia.com slash Krishnadas. That's, that's, what we, that's how we started. And, um, but things, you know, as we went on, um, he really started to travel much more. And I had still my business. I was doing my wildlife trips. I also got married and I had a baby. So I wasn't able to be on the road as much as I could with him at the time. And, um, you know, while it, he was invited to many places, it often couldn't afford for him to have an assistant. You know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't able for me to make a living doing that. So I always stayed connected with him, helping him. And then ultimately, um, after I had my daughter, which was in 2002, and that was right after the World Trade Center towers came down, and the travel business basically went to you know, nowhere, basically. 
And um, I just didn't want to work that much. And at the time he had an assistant who said, oh, I work 12 hours a day. So I, I mean, 12 hours a week and that might be just enough for you. So I said, sure. So he had always wanted me to work with him in that way. Um, and so finally I gave up my safari business because I wasn't able to travel so much anymore anyway with a little child. Um, and I started working with him and it just snowballed into this um, a little kind of micro enterprise, which it is right now. You know, he's recorded a lot. Um, I think we have like 14 albums. Uh, he started to tour a lot, you know, around the world, all over America, South America, Europe, Asia. And um, I started to, you know, I took on my, put my travel hat back on again and I started booking you know, tours for him. And then as my child got older, I was also able to travel with him. And I, so I continued to sing right up until this March, you know. But I think what also happened, which was very important for me, is that um, back in 2005 or six, actually, we had been chanting the Hanuman Chalisa together in a group uh, it's something that I had learned first from him, actually. I heard it from him. And then I chanted it a lot when I used to be in Kenchi with my Guru Siddhima. But he heard this particular melody of the Hanuman Chalisa that I sang. And when he was asked to make to write a book about Hanuman and, and write uh, make a CD that accompanied the book, the book is called Flow of Grace, he um, managed to get me to sing on one of the tracks, even though I would have been really nervous. He somehow was able to trick me into doing it. <laughs> and so I recorded a track called Nina Chalisa on that album and uh, never having recorded anything in my life and, you know, never chanted, never had any music lessons or any such thing. But that definitely changed I think the course of my life on one hand, because while I continue to work with Krishna Das, um, people started to ask me to come to their yoga studio and sing uh, for a yoga class or lead a small satsang, you know, and, and, and as the years went by, I was continue, I had a harmonium in my home and I was starting to sing these mantras and melodies that kind of came to me. And I just went with it. And so I was singing at these yoga studios and then finally people said, well, why don't you have a recording? You should be recording this. So that was another step for me. Like, okay, I should record something. Okay. So I recorded my first album, which is Antaryami. And it's a double CD. One of it is Kirtan. The second disc is all different melodies of the Hanuman Chalisa that people asked me to record so they could use for their practice. So I did that. And uh, then, you know, one thing led to another and I kept singing more and more and then there were more melodies. And so I, I put out another CD a few years after that. And I think that was in, either it came out in 27 or 2018, I can't remember. Do you remember? <laughs> Something like that. And it doesn't matter, it's okay. Um, but I find myself now just being able to chant a lot. And after, even after the quarantine, you know, we're doing a lot of online chanting. My daughter chants with me. 
Um, my friends and I are still able to get together on um, online and we do these sort of uh, relays, like a relay where each of us sings and we keep changing, you know, who's leading at the time. I miss being with people and chanting with people, that's for sure, in a group together. But I feel fortunate that I can still keep the practice alive. And, you know, it's led me to deepening my own practice. Because along with the chanting and the learning of new prayers, I read more, I connect with other teachers from different lineages, or if that's their um, specialty, then I'm able to learn from them. And then I can incorporate that into my own practice of chanting. So I also mentioned, you mentioned in the bio that I'm going to be working on this uh, 21 Taras. And um, it's uh, my friend Chandra Easton. She is a senior disciple of Lama Sultram Alioni. Um, and she comes from the Tibetan Buddhist uh, lineage. And I've also been to Tara Mandala, where they have this incredible temple, which is circular and has 21 different Taras that are manifesting the different aspects of divinity. And Chandra and I have been friends for a while. We're doing this Wisdom Rising teaching uh, series now, um, where I teach some of the prayers from the Indian goddess tradition, and she does some Tara meditation or also Dakinis, which is another big part of what she teaches as well. And we both love to chant. And so now we've come up with this, this uh, collaborative effort where we're going to record music. We're going to come up with melodies and record music for the mantras of these 21 Taras. So things just keep coming so far. <laughs> Wonderful. So are you so you're not performing in person but are you doing some some sort of online um performances as well as classes and courses there's all kinds of things so there are festivals now online that used to be in person for example there was bhakti fest and they invited us all to make a video of our offerings and then they will um they put together an online festival and then they screen all the videos um, I also sing on Facebook at the Brooklyn Kirtan Collective page, where a few of us who used to chant together in Brooklyn are now singing separately, and we kind of share the Friday nights. And in fact, I'm going to be singing tomorrow, but I also sing many other Fridays. Um, we also have Hanuman Chalisa workshops. People are taking the time now to learn things that they didn't have time to do before. And, um, but everything is on my website, ninaraochant.com. One more time, uh, Nina, can you spell that for us? Sure, N-I-N-A, Nina, Rao, R-A-O, chant, C-H-A-N-T.com. Wonderful. Yeah. And what's coming up very soon that we should know about? So every Friday you're doing the, this Facebook session? Yeah. I don't do it every Friday. I do once a month, but there are others who also chant from our little thing called the Brooklyn Kirtan Collective, and it's on Facebook. It's called the Brooklyn Kirtan Collective? That's right. Can you spell that for our listeners, the Kirtan sure. part? Sure. Uh, Kirtan is K-I-R-T-A-N. Great. And how else can people um, 
who want to hear you perform tune in? Well, if they want to hear live, um, best is to really go to my website and see the different events that I'm doing. But if you just want to hear my recorded music, um, in addition to the CDs, which you can order from Amazon and other places, they're also on all the digital outlets like Spotify, um, Apple iTunes, Bandcamp, and so on. I also have a YouTube channel. And on the YouTube channel are many recordings of live concerts and uh, events that I've done in the past and will continue to do. And what's your favorite to actually chant? Like, what are the things that, that move you the most? Um, I like them all. But I spend a lot of time chanting the Hanuman Chalisa, that's for sure. For whatever reason, that's become something that people ask me to present, but it also is such a core part of my practice and people are drawn to it. So I do workshops with that. I also love doing the prayers to the goddess from the Indian tradition called the Chandi Pat, which is 700 verses in praise of the goddess. So I do that workshop in conjunction with Chandra and she teaches a little from the Tibetan side and I do a little bit from the Indian tradition. But, you know, if we find any reason to chant, it might be Krishna Janmashtami in August and then we're all singing Hare Krishna. They all feel good. They all do the same thing, you know? Can you explain what the Hanuman Chalisa is? Sure. So the Hanuman Chalisa is a 40-verse hymn or a prayer where it's not sung as call and response in the way... Um, some mantras would be sung where the leader sings a line and then everybody in the room sings a line. In this case, the Hanuman Chalisa is chanted together as a group or you can sing it alone um, by yourself. You can also just recite it. But it's essentially a, um, the essence of the being of Hanuman, all his qualities of courage and wisdom, open-heartedness, compassionate, playfulness, um, his ability to be fully surrendered to the divine, um, not wanting anything for himself, not asking for anything for himself, but always in service of the divine. And these are qualities we want to bring into our own daily lives as we go about our day. And when we sing them in praise of Hanuman, we invoke these very same qualities inside ourselves. Beautiful. Well, Nina, you were so kind in our last session to share a little bit of chant with us. May I ask you to do that again today? Sure. Why don't I um, just do the opening verse, uh, an invocation for the Hanuman Chalisa. Wonderful. The opening. Okay, so this is an invocation that I sing um, before I start the Hanuman Chalisa. Atulit baladamam Hemashelabadeham Dhanujavanna krishanam Gyani namagraganyam Sakalagunamidhanam Vanaranamadisham Raghupati Priya Bhaktam 
Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. So before we close, Nina, do you have any words of inspiration for our listeners? How do we take the beauty of chant and use it in our life? How might I, as the listener, use that chant or any of the other chants that you share with us and use it to improve my life, to bring me to a greater state of connection and healing? I would say that the beauty of this particular practice is that you really don't have to know anything. You don't have to understand anything about where it comes from, whose, which religion does it come from. You don't have to join anything. But the saints and the sages say that in this age where our mind is pulled away in a million different directions at all time, chanting the divine names in this way is the only way we're going to be able to enter into that undisturbed core of our being in our soul. And the beauty of the chant is that you can sing just one mantra for the rest of your life, or you can sing all of them. But the key is to do it. That's where our part is. We just have to do it. Jet, that is an absolutely beautiful way to close out our three sessions with you. So one more time, Nina, for our listeners to find you online. Mm -hmm. Nina Rao Chant.com. Nina Rao, you are an inspiration. I love, love, love your voice and look forward to hearing more from you in the future. So thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And thank you, listeners, for being with us again. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you're a very spiritual person who just needs a little help clearing away what's been holding you back, through some relatively quick healing techniques, get on my calendar for a free call. Go to HealWithBob.com. This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.